wonders. Jeremiah, 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 wonders. What's up? Welcome to my new podcast, Jeremiah Wonders. You guys have been asking for me to do a podcast for a long time. I listened. This is my new weekly podcast. I should hopefully be getting episodes out every week to the best of my ability. We have a banger for you today. Debuting with my buddy, Tony Hinchcliffe. And you might be wondering, what kind of a podcast is this, Jeremiah? Well, a lot of people enjoy me doing characters and impressions and and different stuff on the, the podcast Kill Tony. We'll talk about that later with Tony Hinchcliffe. Uh, I'm incorporating some of that. I'm incorporating things that I love to do, things that uh, make me laugh on this podcast. Uh, It's like an old school radio show where anybody can call in at any time. You don't know who's going to call in. So we're going to have some fun segments that are going to evolve over time. You guys can email me questions at yourboyjeremiahwatkins at gmail.com. That's yourboyjeremiahwatkins at gmail.com. And I just wanted to plug a couple things coming up, guys, because people do that on podcasts. Thursday, January 18th, I'm headlining U31 Bar in San Diego, and I'm bringing my boys Jamar Neighbors and Willie Hunter from the Roast Battle, from the Wave. Uh, They're opening up for me, and we're going to do some fun stuff. And then come see Stand Up on the Spot every second Tuesday of the month at the Comedy Store. And, of course, Kill Tony every single Monday live at the Comedy Store. That's pretty much it. I'm going to try to make these episodes around 30 to 45 minutes. I don't, I'm not a big fan myself of longer podcasts. And if you get behind, you can always binge listen to these shorter episodes. So that is going to be the goal. But there's no rules. Sometimes I might release an episode that's just me. It's just Jeremiah doing weird stuff. Who knows? There's no rules on Jeremiah Wonders. And today, I wonder... What would it be like to interview Tony Hinchcliffe and see how he does some characters? Thanks for listening. Wow. I can't believe it is happening. First episode of Jeremiah Wonders with one of my best friends, Tony Hinchcliffe. Well, that's. Uh, I wish I could say the same about you. Um, I'm sure I'm one of your best friends, but you know, I have Joe Rogan and uh, you know, Ari Shafir, Duncan Trussell, all these guys ahead of you on my lineup. I don't know. What do you consider best? Like top five, top ten? Yeah, uh, T-Mobile Fave Fives. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, you're not in my besties, but you're you're way up there. Okay. All right. Well. <laughs> no. uh, Great start off to uh, my first podcast uh, with uh, Tony Hinchcliffe. Just found out I'm not as important in his life as he is I mean, in mine. I like you a lot. We've done a lot of stuff together, <laughs> but it's about how much can you help me? You know, really, I don't know if episode one of Jeremiah's Wacky Podcast is going to launch me into the cosmos as much as a Joe Rogan experience would. Well, well that's, I mean. But I'll tell you this. You invited me on this. And it's been a while since Joe Rogan invited me on his. So hey, I'm happy to be here. That's actually the theme of this podcast is <laughs> I have on people who have not been on the Joe Rogan experience for a while. Yeah. Well, yeah. you're probably going to be able to book me again next week. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Tony, the golden pony Hinchcliffe. In the studio apartment area. Yes. 
I'm in the uh, leave it to a golden pony to be here in this very nice stable that you have built. Oh, yes. A little bit tight on the shoulders, but, uh, you know, I like it. I believe in small apartments. I have a nice small apartment myself that I like. Much better location than where you're at. But, uh, you know, I'm the cusp of Beverly Hills. (laughs) Yes. On the cusp of the farmer's market. A short walk to 50 different restaurants. But, hey, you got here, you got a what? little three-minute walk to Rock and Roll Ralph's. Yeah, man. A grocery store that I refuse to physically step foot into. Wait, you won't go into a Rock and Roll Ralph's? Rock and Roll Ralph's and Cantor's on Fairfax, which I just so happen to know that you love for some very weird reason. You have, like, serious problems. When you told me that you don't like one of my favorite delis ever, it blew my mind. Meanwhile, there's so many better places all around it. There's Greenblatt's, which is better as a deli. If we're going Jewish deli, we're going Greenblatt's. But part of the Cantor's experience is the hang. Yeah. Yeah, like, hey, look at that cockroach on the ceiling. (laughs) Ha ha. Isn't it fun to be a comedian with cockroaches? We're comedians and cockroaches getting coffee at Cantor's. You could have your own little pilot there. It's a horrible place. There's just hair on everything. Well, this is a really unfortunate time to do our first sponsor of the podcast. Uh, (laughs) Cantor's, uh, the... (laughs) The spicy sandwich, get it while it's hot at Cantor's. Well, and uh, if you've been to Cantor's, you know it's not hot by the time it gets to you. So <laughs> get it while it's cold. <laughs> I'll take the hot and spicy. Cold, please. Thank you. Well, that's the only way we sell it. So, Would you like some, a bowl of cold soup as well? Hold the hair, please. Oh, I think we have a, a caller oh, calling into the podcast. Already? This is our first caller. Uh I didn't realize you could take calls on this. It's yeah, very powerful. Yeah, I see um, the line ringing up. You see it blown up? Uh, yeah. H- uh, hello? Hello? Uh, wow, who's this? Is this an old man? Is this... Who? Who is Who is this? How, how, did, you, how did you dial in to the podcast? Yeah. Who is this old man? Hi, this is Jerry Cantor. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Legend status. Okay, wow. He is... You're calling in, sir, to... You just heard what Tony... I didn't even know we were live right now. This is crazy. Cherry Cantor, can I say, uh, no pun intended, it is nice to meet you. <laughs> that is so many times before. I've got a bone to pick with Tony Hinchcliffe. Um, so first of all, can I also tell you, I'm really surprised you're not calling collect, Jerry Cantor. Oh, is that a Jew joke? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think you really upset him, Tony. I don't know. Man. Wow. Yeah, you upset me. All right. Let me give you uh, an idea, okay? Yeah. I want you to come in, get a sandwich of your picking, and I guarantee you the experience mixed with the sandwich will be your favorite. All right. Out of any deli, Tony Hinchcliffe. Well, Jerry Cantor, I'll tell you, uh, this is an amazing phone call to take because, first of all, it's an honor to be talking with the owner of Cantor's Deli. Second of all, you died last week, and uh, it was all over the news and everything, and uh, this is amazing that you're calling from the afterlife. Wait, no! (laughs) He just hung up. I don't know what happened to him, dude. You can't. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. 
Just like a vampire, whenever you welcome a vampire, you have to welcome them into your house. You can't tell the ghost that they're a ghost. Otherwise, right. they vanish. Have you seen The Sixth Sense? I think I just figured it out. Dude, you just... Wow, man. I wanted to talk to that guy more, but you called him out as a ghost. I wish I had a sixth sense to be able to find Cantor's food enjoyable <laughs> at all. Because <laughs> the taste just doesn't do it. Or the smell. Or the sight the of pickles, it. The pickles? The bagel chips? The pickles? You know a place sucks when you go like pickles they have good they have good pickles like you can't ruin pickles pickles are forever they live in a jar they're like lobsters they don't die unless you kill it that's not true the the, were you with us whenever we ate at moisha's in montreal with jeff yeah dude those pickles were next level that place is great that's That's, like a steakhouse yes that's a real deli and so is uh what's the place in new york we went there right katz's katz's man that's incredible that's a machine that's a machine. You know, it's as old as Cantor's, but they keep it clean. They turn and burn. You could tell it's a machine. Like, it's like a machine. They have their system. It's down. It's just Cantor's can't compare with that. Dude. Well, <laughs> which brings us to our next subject. Uh, since we're talking about food, Tony and I, if you don't know, just competed in a weight gain challenge yeah. over the month of December. Yeah. And basically what the bet was, was to see who could gain the most weight in one month. And the winner, if I won, I got to host his podcast, Kill Tony. And if I lost, he got to shave my head on stage in front of a live audience. And we weighed in last week and I had the hair trimmer ready to go. But turns out I only gained three pounds and you gained 30 pounds, which is both hilarious and vomitile at the same time. <laughs> Shockingly disgusting. Yeah, it was pretty It was pretty rough. Dude, I can't tell you how bad I felt during that month. Because that's a lot of the, the, the Instagram and Twitter and social media I didn't cover is really how bad I felt. I made a couple like little things, but then later in the day I'd be like, ah, ready to eat again. Dude, I felt awful horrible most of the month and one of your methods was eating ice cream late at night right Mm -hmm. oh shit there's a caller calling in you should probably take that okay uh hello line one uh calling into jeremiah wonders who's this hello jeremiah it's princess leia from the hit movie empire strikes back when i went to save han solo after he was frozen in carbonite (laughs) Wait, Princess Leia, whenever you were dressed up in that suit? Yeah, this is how I talk when I had that mask on during that one scene. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I I get a little choked up talking about it. I cannot believe we actually have Princess Leia on the line. Yeah, and I just wanted to say that we helped out with your weight gain. How did you help out with my weight gain, Princess Leia? Because your ice cream was frozen in carbonite. Jesus, lady's crazy. This okay, and I don't want to be the bearer of bad news, but Carrie Fisher, you died months ago. No. Oh no, I called her out. <laughs> you just did what you I told did, me I not just... to do. Oh, dude. That's so unfortunate. I wanted to talk to her more. Oh, why did I oh I made a, such a huge mistake. I wonder why she would call in only wearing the one suit. It almost seems like if somebody could only do that impression of that thing <laughs> that they would like do that. 
I guess so. That's a little bit crazy. I've never, I don't even think I've ever heard anybody do that voice before. So it probably was Carrie Fisher. Yeah, that had to be the real deal. The real deal. Another call from the afterlife. Yeah, dude. This is weird that we keep getting a call from dead people today. Yeah. That yeah. is bizarre. I wonder who's next. Oh, who knows? Uh, hopefully not me in this weight gain challenge. <laughs> But we we had uh it was a it was a pretty fun month though of we went back and forth pretty hard at each other. Yeah. But I think a question that people really would like to know is you gained three and a half pounds. Mm-hmm. How hard were you going to gain those three and a half pounds? Because before we even started, yeah, I had a conversation with our buddy Joe Rogan. Yeah. Where he said, Tony is an ectomorph. There's no reason for you to gain a ton of weight and get fat for Tony because he does not have the ability to gain weight. Right. His body structure, I've seen it. I've known him for many years. Mm-hmm. He's an ectomorph. It's not going to happen. He's like, you're more of a mesomorph, which you can gain weight. Right. You are a mess for <laughs> sure. <laughs> and, um, and yeah, I mean, in the beginning, I was really on it. Like uh, the first half of the month, I think I probably gained about up to six or seven pounds, maybe even eight. Yeah, it fluctuates with it, me. It fluctuates a lot with me, too. Yeah. I mean, if I miss one meal, I'm back to square one. Like my body oh, just wow. keeps consuming whatever's inside that, of me. That's I a use, good metabolism. I think. I think I use my brain a lot to like burn calories. I don't know. I'm always like starving after shows and, uh, and like, especially like kill Tony's and stuff like that. So I don't know. I don't know what's going on, but I mean, I was lifting weights a lot. Then towards the end of the month, I just sort of lost control of it all. Uh, we had, um, we had, you know, Christmas and I went back home and I ate pasta every meal and that helped get me back sort of to like square one i also when i weighed in originally i had my headphones on and i forgot to take them off i was making an instagram video i had my headphones on i had already eaten huge meals the night before with rogan and i say with rogan only because like that's the difference you eat well when i eat you with very rogan. well like yeah. it's like we both get like you know porter houses for two and all the sides and crazy cheese boards and silly <laughs> shit so I was like weighing in already heavy. If I was smart and if I wanted to give the appearance of gaining more weight, I should have just, you know, weighed in before that or something like that or taken off that weight or whatever. Right. Yeah. So interesting. Because yeah. what people, I think a lot of people don't realize for, for skinny people, it is actually very difficult yeah. to gain weight. So I had to eat so many meals that I did not want to eat. I was not hungry at all. I mean, obviously if I gained 30 pounds in a month, yeah. it's pretty gross. I know it's got to be hard for a lot of uh, these podcast listeners to understand because a lot of them can gain weight easily. <laughs> Let's face it. I mean, the only, the only beats a lot of these people have ever had are the ones that they're wearing on their headphones right now. <laughs> Hello. On. Beats by Dre. Hello. Hello. Uh oh, we have a Uh-oh. we have somebody calling in right now. Oh, let's take it. Uh, hello. Hey man, it's Dr. Dre. Oh shit, Dre, what's up? Hey man, I heard you plugging my headphones on your podcast. It's true. Now they're owned by Apple, which is another thing that a lot of the listeners of this podcast won't eat ever. Hell yeah. <laughs> 
Well, I gotta go. See ya. Bye, Dre. Oh wow, he just okay. In and out. Anytime you you make a beats references, I guess. Oh, we have another call. Yeah. Hey, it's me again. Thanks for saying beats. Oh, Mr. Dre. I mean, Doctor. Uh, thank you so much for coming back in. Bye right, later. All right, bye bye. Wow, man, he is really on top of that promo. Doctor is in and out. He must have had another appointment. <laughs> so. I have another question for you. Mm-hmm. Me and you went on the Monster Energy Drink Tour yeah. over the summer of 2017. Yeah. Like August, September, around there. Yeah. All of August. All we went August. everywhere. Dude, that for me, that was one of the coolest things that I've had, I've gotten to be a part of in comedy. Hell yeah. Like the amount of road that we tracked in the short amount of time and what a lot of people don't realize is we were flying back every monday to do our show kill tony the comedy store yeah so it was pretty insane yeah it's funny i don't think people realize like what actually is going on here like i even got a message yesterday on twitter from someone I, i forgot to respond to because it's one of the only things that I do respond to on Twitter is when people are confused about when there's going to be a kill Tony in LA. So the person yesterday, the tweet said something like, Hey, I saw you guys were going to Texas. I'm going to be in LA that week. So when's there going to be a kill Tony? It's like, no, kill Tony doesn't stop. Like I book all my gigs and book everything around that. And in my contracts with things, it states that I have to come back. And even on, crazy writing gigs or producing gigs that I take sometimes for the dirty, dirty, filthy money. Um, they know that, you know, I have to be off at a certain time and that's like the biggest thing that I do. And that's part of what they agree to when they agree to hire me or book me places is, is that you're not going to be able to work on Monday. Yeah. Like whenever you went to Australia, that was maybe the first time (laughs) I can ever remember where it just didn't line up where we had to take like a week or two off. But other than that, you're headlining everywhere around the country and making sure that you're back on Monday night to do the podcast. Always. Sometimes it's very, very tedious and very, very annoying because sometimes it's Boston to LA and then Tuesday to New York. Like it's like, I have had flights. I've flown across this country like a pig, like a pig monster. Well, those rapid rewards though, right? Yeah. Heck yeah. Rapper rewards? Rapid rewards. Oh, yeah, right? exactly. What is that, for spirit? What are you flying? I don't know. Oh, wait, you are flying spirit. I might. Comedy. To Texas, it might be happening, which I wanted to avoid at all costs. I normally uh, wouldn't do a, a dumb spirit airline story because, like, it's so hacky, right? But I'm going to tell you one from uh, two weeks ago. Charlotte and I decided to uh, fly to Youngstown for Christmas. On Spirit? On Spirit. And the difference between, I looked it up last minute, the difference between Spirit flights and Delta flights flying in, because they know what's going on two days before Christmas. They're yep. not stupid. So they jack it up, right? So the Spirit flight's 100 bucks, and the Delta flight is $900, <laughs> all right, for one ticket. And I'm flying my wife and I right. there. So it's $1,800 or $200 plus a carry-on, whatever. So we'll say, what, 300 to 1800 right? No brainer. <laughs> I take the spirit flight. I'm not kidding you. This is not a joke. Quarter of the way through the flight, and we're sitting in the back of the flight. A little weird thing that we like to do is just get all the way to the back 
of the airplane, claim those seats, and hope that peop- the idiots all cram to the front. Sure. Somebody, quarter of the way into the flight, went to the bathroom. They shit. And then they proceeded to take the shit. Without shitting in the toilet, they shit somewhere. And then they took the shit and with paper towels, smeared the shit all over the bathroom. No. Yes. <laughs> no. And all over the floor. <laughs> So the next person that went into the bathroom, I guess it took them a minute to like notice that they were stepping in shit and like sitting in shit. So they smeared the shit everywhere. So then when they left the bathroom, there was now shit all the way up the aisle, all around the bathroom, on the door, on the outside of the door, on like some seats that they touched, like walking back to their seat. Like they didn't realize that they were covered in shit. So now there's just shit everywhere. Literally, like somebody smeared shit in an assault style fashion. So then they come over the announcements. They're like, somebody uh, somebody went to the bathroom all over the bathroom. And, uh, we Is just, that how they worded yeah, it? It was so weird. <laughs> it was so bizarre. We didn't even know. My wife and I were playing uh, Mario Kart. And uh, we have the little screen there, and we have the controllers, and we noticed people's heads started turning, but like we didn't want to lose our game, so like we're like super focused. You're in it, and we're but we're like peeking up every few seconds, and every, people are like laughing, and some people are like sick, some people are holding their nose. Anyway, and that's a closed circulation of air. Oh, it's oh. that that literally <laughs> that flight becomes a porta potty. Oh, it yes. literally becomes a porta potty. Oh. In the air. The shittiest flight ever. It literally smelled like 30,000 feet. Oh, no. We're getting another call. Oh, we are? Yeah. Oh, okay. Hello, caller. Uh, Who are you? Hey, it's it's me. Uh, All right. I'm the guy who pooped on the flight with Tony. Whoa. Well, we have the pooper calling in right now? Yeah, it's uh, it's me. Wow. What happened there, man? What the hell's your problem, dude? Well... Blood on the floor on accident. Yeah. And you try to wipe it up real quick, but it smears. Yeah. Same thing with the poop. Oh. Yeah, I pooped a little bit on the floor and I tried to wipe it. And then before I knew it, room was covered in it. Well, that's pretty disgusting. What do you, what's your story? What do you do? Uh, well, I actually work for Spirit Airlines. I'm the pilot. Oh, it was you. You're it the pilot. It was me all along. <laughs> Man, you uh, you really uh, should have stayed in that cockpit. Oh, we lost the call. <laughs> we lost oh, the we call. Lost wow, it. he just dropped out real quick. <laughs> My goodness, he really uh, really uh, shat the bed on that one. <laughs> Holy spirit! Holy spirit! Oh, which brings us to our next segment. <laughs> yeah, fanning out. Fanning out. Questions from fans. Is this where we go through fan mail? That is correct. Yes. Uh, we have some, I have some questions that I generated from the Twitter asking people if they could ask Tony Hinchcliffe one question, what would it be? No, I'm not gay. I actually did not, wasn't going to read any of those, but there was uh, many, know. many gays. And yes, I love my wife and she's real. So fuck you. <laughs> Haters. This is a great question uh, coming from at Timothy Barons on Twitter. What is what you consider the scariest moment in Kill Tony history? Um, I'm going to go with uh, the time that, uh, you know, there was a time that the Iron Patriot um, was in audience, not in uniform. 
a couple years ago, maybe a year ago in the main room. Things were booming. I remember it was probably closer to a year ago. We were getting the main room more often every other Monday, and it was just a lot of people in the audience, and everybody was scattered around, and I sort of saw them out of the corner of my eye earlier, like when I had first come out. And then all of a sudden, right at the very, very, very top of the show, when it's just Red Band and I, and I'm like reading uh, ads or whatever was happening, all of a sudden he's on stage walking up towards me, and um, that was the scariest moment. I thought that uh, the Iron Patriot was going to pull a little um, like John Lennon thing on me. You could, you could, you know, I don't want to say it out loud, but you could fucking probably sneak a weapon into the comedy store. Those guys check your IDs at the front door and then that's it. And I don't know. You know, the Patriot, that guy has sent me many messages in which I've ignored and, um, you know, due to good reason because the ones I responded to went to deaf ears. So, yeah, that was the scariest one. I thought the Iron so Patriot basically was going to kill me. Wow. Yeah, for a so second. somebody rushing the stage. Yeah. Yeah. It's ridiculous. That's pretty scary. W- were the, was way. the podcast started at that point? Yeah, yeah, it was, but uh, I think I think Red Band went in and uh, trimmed it out. Right, so it wouldn't appear. In the yeah, episode. we didn't want to give attention to it. I probably shouldn't be saying that storming the stage is my least favorite thing. But I, it, by the way, it's definitely that way for every. Well, artist it's every in comedian, the world. though. Every I, musician. Yeah. Nobody wants anybody on their stage. Musicians right. are allowed to like. I've seen people like kick people in the fucking skulls. You know what I mean? Like you're allowed to basically get away with anything if somebody storms your stage. You could hit them with you know, a brick and yeah. the crowd would just go crazy. But we just had the Patriots stormed off and, but it was very scary. Mm. I mean, another, you know, the time that you defended your sacks in Austin, Texas is up there. <laughs> I was scared for you. I think we all were a little bit concerned cause that guy definitely wasn't in a good mental place. And, uh, pretty much every episode, uh, sitting next to red band. You never know what's going to happen. It's all, it can always be scary. You never know when you might let a little toot out or something <laughs> like that. No, I'm kidding. People always ask me, what does red band smell like? And he actually smells pretty good. It smells great. Yeah. Great hugger. I don't know if he great smells friend. great. Like, I don't know if it's like, Hey, red band, what's that cologne? Uh, grilled cheese. You know, like, but I mean, he smells good. Now, what is your least favorite race? And that was asked by at, uh, Grego 94, the New York marathon. Out of all the races, like, that one is by far the hardest, the most tedious. I've run it quite a few times, and uh, so that's my least favorite race. What a great freaking answer. Wow. it's I understand over and over again why you're one of the top Top young rising rising comedians comedians in the world. Yeah. (sighs) I knew you were going to say that. You know why? Because I'm one of the top top young young rising rising comedians comedians in the world. world. (laughs) (laughs) Uh... This next question comes from at Papa McMurkle. Have you ever seen the wolf cry to the newborn moon? Um, no. What's the worst thing you've done to another human being? Asked by Ian Gallagher Four. Hmm. It's a hard one. Yeah, that is a very. But you can hard pass one. too if you want to pass. I'll hit the sound effect. The worst thing I've ever done to a human being. You know, one of the worst things, the thing that just popped in my head was uh, perhaps making you think that I that I had a chance at beating you in the weight gain challenge. There was a few times where I would sort of flex my neck up and I could see concern in your eyes because you love your hair. Your hair is a big part of who you are. The closer you get to Jeremiah, the more you sort of realize that. I mean, those curls at the end are not natural. Yes, they are. 
Yeah, after you hit them with a curling iron I every don't, morning. Dude, yes, I've you done do. the road with you. you. You have a blow dryer? Nope, I never blow dry my hair, and I never use a curling iron. What do you mean you never blow dry your hair? How'd you get it like that for the wedding? How'd you get it behind your ears? With pomade. Oh, and a blow dryer. Yeah. No. Just no, pomade? No, no. Just pomade, dude. And then the ends curl up like that. Yes, they're like bling. <laughs> like a little spring. <laughs> yeah. In any matter, I think that, um, you know, giving the appearance to you that you were going to have your hair cut may have been. People know. say that you trolled me for the whole month. <laughs> I pretty much did. I pretty much wow, did. Wow. And he admits it I think here live on I think, Jeremiah Wonders. I think weight gain December was a lot funnier than people even fucking realize. Like the people that think it's funny think it's funny, but I don't think they realize how hard you and I laugh at it and how we talk about it and ask questions to each other about it. So, you know, it's one of the funniest things I think I've ever been part of. And plus, it's also just it's, it was just fun to make a mockery of Rogan and Kreischer and Segura and all these millionaires that are pretending like they're doing anything different. Those guys don't even drink and smoke that much. Anyway, we're your real heroes. Hello. <laughs> Last question from at Griff, which is proof that I'll be available again next week. For this. <laughs> From at Griff Kohout, what three people, living or dead, would you most like to roast? Three people, living or dead. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Jesus Christ, Hitler, and um, probably, uh, as far as roasting, um, I think Mother Teresa would be a good one. Oh, my goodness. That'd be so funny. That dirty, dirty slut. Yeah. Yeah. I'll wash her feet. With roast jokes. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> Mother Teresa loves washing feet. That was like a thing she did. This has been Fanning <laughs> Out. <laughs> now, Tony, you just recently got married. You were at my wedding. We were talking about it a little bit before mm-hmm. uh, the podcast. And uh, Tony, whenever I was walking in yeah. to the front of the church with the pastor... Yeah, which uh, I thought you guys were having just a little like pregame meeting or whatever. I'm like, oh, this is cool. They're getting their minds right. Talking about how this is going to go down like you guys hadn't planned it before. I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> like, oh, this must be the first draft of a. Uh... Anyway, go on. And I walk by as Tony is walking in the, the back door of the church. And I'm like, he's like, hey, what's going on? man?" he's like with a couple other people. I'm like. Tony, get to your seat right now. I'm literally walk like I didn't care that he was walking in during my part, but I just want to make sure everybody's in before you know my wife gets yeah. to the front because you know. Yeah, it was one of those churches to where we couldn't really tell which one was the front door and which one was the back. I and mean, I guess we went through the back door, which was like the green room, and we walked by like Maya and a bunch of girls were in one room first, and I'm like, oh, this is interesting. That I didn't think we were supposed to see them yet. And then there's you and the priest walking towards us, but there's like another hallway in the middle there that we were all eventually about to go down. And I'm like, hey, what's up, bud? How's it going? You're like, get to your seat now. Earl Skakel's just hanging out in the back. Yeah. It's so, what a true comedian wedding. Oh, hey. I'm like, Earl, get to your seat. You and I both had very comedian weddings. Yours was hilarious with a ton of comedians and like little debaucherous moments mixed in. And I just did it, me and her, Vegas, Little White Wedding Chapel. Those are comedian weddings. Like two spectrums of 
good comedian weddings. Totally. Yeah. Totally. And man, you are a married man now. Is it weird? Do you feel any different? I know a lot of people ask you that. Like, do you feel different now that you're married? But as a comedian, do you feel like pretty different being I do. a married man? Yeah. I feel like uh, now I, I'm just focused on me and me alone. And uh, oh, we 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 got a caller. Oh yeah, we did. In. Oh yeah. yeah. Hello, who's this? Um, yeah, hello, it's me, Feminist Stacy. Oh, shit. Wow, I was wondering if she was going to call in. I know that she is not a huge Tony Hinchcliffe Definitely fan. Definitely not. Legendary Kill Tony guest uh, and uh, band member, Feminist Stacy. What do you mean you can only focus on you now? Oh, well, I was just saying, like, no, I focus on her all the time, but, like, I, I just focus on me in the way that, like, you know, I'm not worried about, you know, running around and playing and messing around and getting, you know, pussy and things like that. You know, I'm focused on, you know, one true love. Since I met her, I mean, I just thought she was the most amazing thing that I've ever seen. I'm blinded by love. Tony Hinchcliffe, that is possibly the nicest thing you've ever said. <laughs> really taking me by surprise, Tony. Well, feminist Stacy, you know, I just think that uh, when you see something you like, you should grab it by the pussy and take it everywhere. Wait a you. second. <laughs> what was that last thing you just said? Deplorable. Just whenever I thought I was going to become a Tony Hinchcliffe fan, no way you throw Donald Trump, grab him by the pussy reference. Really, Tony? Wow. I'm sorry, feminist Stacy, but when I see something I want, I just go and I get it. Okay, that sounds a little bit rapey, Tony. Well, I mean, some women are into that, feminist Stacy. No, that is a lie. No, some women like to be like thrown up against the wall and choked and just have it shoved inside of them. Okay, this is getting a little bit too vulgar for oh. my liking. Oh, sorry. Sorry, Feminist Stacy. It's, are, are you still there? Yes, I'm still here. Uh, I have a question for you. Ooh. Tony Hinchcliffe. Yeah, what is it? You have a joke about how women are bad drivers. What's up with that? I've been listening to your stand-up. Wait, I do have a joke about that. What was that one? I what think she's that? referring to uh, oh, the, the women's Trump march. Rally. Yeah. Yes. Oh my God! I forgot that I had that joke. Feminist Stacy, thank you so much. I haven't done you. I actually haven't done that joke in like two months. <laughs> oh great! So you're saying I re-inspired you to keep telling that joke? Yeah, and I think this is a big thing for like what you feminists do is you keep things in the zeitgeist that normally would have just gone away. Oh, this is so unfortunate. I've been blogging about it. I didn't want to put it back into the universe. Ugh. Well, you just did. I forgot all about that joke, and it's a very funny joke, and um, I believe in it, and more than I believe in you, feminist Stacy. Well, guess what? Yeah. What? The less you believe in me, the stronger I grow. Oh, my God. That's just scary. I'm going to write a blog about this right now. <laughs> Goodbye, Tony Hinchcliffe. Bye-bye. Wow. Okay, she just... We have a we have another caller. Call do me. we? Okay. Yeah, we do, actually. The phone line's lighting up. Hello, caller. Hello, it's me again. Wait, what? <laughs> yes, it's me, Princess Leia, from the Empire Strikes Back movie. Tony said he was blinded by love. Soon, your vision will come back. It is the carbonite. Soon it will wear off. Wait, Carrie Fisher, aren't you dead? No. <laughs> wow, I can't wow. believe that happened again. Dude, 
I don't know how we conjured Carrie Fisher back again. It's one of those things where I'm pretty sure Star Wars characters just keep coming back. No matter whether they're alive or dead, they just keep making appearances. <laughs> the power of power of Star Wars. Power yeah. of Disney. The power of Disney. Dude, how about that? That is going to be crazy how they're just going to own everything. Yeah, it's coming. You know who their competitor is going to be? Who? Apple. Oh, yeah, I heard that uh, Apple's getting into the game, which, which Amazon has already been in the game for yeah. a little bit, but Apple is, ooh, that's Apple's scary. Apple's just been watching Amazon and Netflix. Taking and, their notes. Oh, yeah, big yeah, time. Dude. And Amazon's got it down, man. They've been fucking me up the past few weeks because, like, I've just been getting sort of in the routine of, like, you know, we're going through the thing to where I'm showing um, – I'm showing my wife, you know, some movies that she hasn't seen before and things like that. And it's just been it's become a new casual thing in the past month to just like, oh, it's no big deal. Hit the two ninety nine Amazon button. If it's not prime, I don't give a fuck. I'm made of funny money. So, you know, no big deal. Two ninety nine. But that it, it, those things stack up quick. Six bucks a day. Get two things. All of a sudden, um, you know, all of a sudden that's a. What a uh, that's a twelve dollars a day. No, six bucks a day. I don't know. I'm not good at math. But that's a lot. Yeah, but Apple's gonna Apple's gonna be in it big time. It's gonna be really interesting to see what happens. Really interesting to see. What We're happens. fucking up art and everything by letting it be so uh, monopolized by specific people and things, but. They'll always be the underdogs and they'll always be the raw, grittier stuff that comes out of nowhere that the kids like. I'm so mad that I know who Logan Paul is now. <sighs> right? Yeah. He seems like a bad version of you. Like if <sighs> you had like a bad, shitty sense of humor and we're just like, I'm just going to try to make it and not actually care eat. about the comedy. Right. I watched some of the videos of him over in Japan, and I was pretty shocked. I was like, "Yeah, I, I'm like, who likes this stuff?" It reminds me if like if you were like massively concussed, <laughs> like and like n you forgot who you were and you just went to a, a weird state. Oh, uh, we gotta toss it to our weather man real quick. Ooh, hey, how you doing? Uh, just gonna do some quick weather on this podcast. Uh, yeah, that's right. Uh, is, uh, let's see here. Uh, Billings, Montana is 42 degrees today. Uh, later in the week, uh, high of 27 degrees on Wednesday and low of one degree. Uh, that's all I got for now. That's all the info. Thanks so much for having me. What was that? I don't know, really. I, like, he say Billingsley? Billings, Montana. I don't really know why he wow. felt the need to air the, the weather. It, actually, this is a podcast, too, so that'll change. Yeah. Weather on a podcast? I don't know if that really makes sense, but I, I hired him to be on the show, so. I like it. There you go. A little weather report for Billings, Montana. If you have any listeners there, yeah, uh, which I highly doubt that you do. I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know if they have Wi-Fi in Billings, Montana. Which brings us to our last segment of mm -hmm. the show. Mm -hmm. This is called Sax Talk. Oh, Sax Talk. Ooh. Sounds sexy. So basically, sounds how sexy. this segment works is, Tony, I would like for you to tell me and the listeners how you lost your virginity, and I'm going to play some sweet, sweet sax, some sweet, sweet, sweet Ooh, sax. Okay. Underneath it while you tell me 
how it happened. Well, this is a story I don't think I've ever even told before. This is interesting. So I believe it was the summer between eighth grade and freshman year. I'm like 14 years old or something like that. And um, <laughs> and uh, so I'm hanging out with my girlfriend at the time. And we, you know, we were sort of under the impression that we were going to do this thing. We were definitely going to have sex with each other. We didn't know what we were doing, though. And I, we, I lived with my mom, of course, at the time, and she had her parents. So we went to my place, strangely enough, and my mom was home. And one night we decided to do it. We knew that that was going to be the night. I had a condom and uh, we went to the local park. We actually went to the park and we were in an empty baseball field. We walked into left field of this Little League baseball field, which was the first place where I ever practiced for Little League. So it, the field had special meeting. Anyway, and it was quite the field of dreams. I laid down my red Ohio State Buckeye hoodie, which, good thing it was red because uh, that would come back later. So she laid down on the, uh, on the red hoodie, and um, I put on a condom. And I remember almost coming while, while putting the condom on. Like, it, it, that felt good. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm about to put this in a vagina. Like, this shit is crazy. And I put the condom on. And I remember shoving it in there. And it, was, it wasn't really going in as easily as I thought it would. I didn't really realize then that you, like, needed to get it wet. So when I did shove it in, and it was in, it was tight. And I start pulling back for the first time, sort of like getting ready to thrust back in. But when I pulled back before getting the thrust back in for the first time, so I thrust it in, pull back, and I started coming immediately. Yeah. Yeah. Filled up that condom. And I, I came so hard and so much that I wasn't even able to uh, do it again after that. So that was it. I literally lasted about six seconds my first time having sex. It was in the middle of a baseball field on top of a hoodie. That was bloody afterwards because I have a gigantic dick. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's pretty much it. That was your first time telling that, uh, yeah. that how you lost your virginity. Yeah, I came really fast. Wow, man. Like, really fast. Like, literally in. And then I'm like, oh, shit. Here we go. Now I have to move my hips back and forth. And when I went back, I just started exploding. Yeah. It was intense. Well, there's no better way to end a podcast <laughs> than with coming. That's true. It, 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 before we go, we must come. That's right. Well, uh, this is exciting. Tonight, we're actually doing Kill Jeremiah at the Comedy Store as uh, as I, I won the weight gain challenge. So Damn. Tony gets to be in the band. He has to commit to a character, play an instrument, both of those things. I don't know what instrument he's going to play. I don't know what character he's going to be playing. So I am so excited just for that alone, just to see that. Yeah, I'm really, really, really excited, too. And I think all the fans are, and it's going to be crazy and intense. And I'm going to get to uh, flex my characters. I mean... You know, I don't want to brag, but as you may have noticed uh, during this show, I've 
I have a, quite the. Um, I don't know what you're talking about. We had a bunch of callers call. Right, right, right. <laughs> that one caller, uh, Princess Leia. That was a pretty spot on. I mean, <laughs> I mean, C- Carrie Fisher during herself is spot on, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Like I was, I was impressed that she could muster that voice. I'm excited though. We're doing Kill Tony's on the road too. We're going to Texas. Together. We are. We're going to Dallas and Houston. Yep. And Houston that's, and that's Dallas. That's uh, the beginning of February. And we have a uh, Salt Lake City in like april or something like that wow. phoenix arizona and shows in tempe as well kill tony's that you're going to be at so that's all very important to know that jeremiah is traveling with the kill tony show not to be confused with just my solo stand-up shows unfortunately i can't always take jeremiah everywhere but um when i get a chance to i do well, that's awesome buddy thank you so much for coming on the show follow tony hinchcliffe on Instagram, Twitter, all social media, at Tony Hinchcliffe. And check out our show, Kill Tony, every Monday, live at the Comedy Store. And you can catch us this spring on the season finale of HBO's Crashing, Yep, which is a pretty amazing thing. We actually booked that together while we were on the road during the Monster Energy Drink Tour. It was amazing. To find out you're going to be in a Judd Apatow HBO comedy show. I mean, whoa. With a friend while you're touring with that friend. We were already living our dreams. You know, anyway, yeah. I'll tell you about that afterwards, yeah. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening to Jeremiah Wonders. I'm going to try to get this podcast out every week. Hope you enjoy. Goodbye, and I love you. Jeremiah Wonders. Jeremiah Wonders. Jeremiah, Jeremiah, Jeremiah Wonders. Jeremiah Wonders.